Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to Take Your Bow, a new bite-sized podcast series from the Curtain Call stable that shines a spotlight on the people that make theater happen. In today's climate of increasing isolation, we want to bring you a daily dose of inspiration. In each episode, we're giving someone in the theater a chance to take their bow. From the seasoned professional to the drama student, vocal coaches to life coaches, you'll find them right here giving insights into what drives them to be in the business and who inspires them. Whilst on lockdown, I've been mentoring five students from Mount View Academy of Theater Arts here in London. The five of them are all getting their MA in acting and should be doing their showcase performances right about now, but I don't need to tell you um, what's going on there. Uh, My second student this week uh, is Jessica Dawes. Now, Jessica's story is a fantastic, untraditional story on the untraditional route into acting, having been interested in theater from a young age, but feeling society's pressure to earn money in a real job, that's in quotes, uh, no, quotation marks, not quotes, before the tug of the theater yanked her back in. Here's Jessica to tell her story. So, first question, easy, easy one. What is your name and what do you do in this business? Hi, John. <laughs> My name is Jessica Dawes, and I am a student at Mount View in London. And I'm just completing my acting master's. Um, and actually, today was the last day of our assessed components. So what? basically, today is kind of the day I've completed it. We've got a couple more weeks of um, lectures, uh, but then on assessed. So technically, I've done the master's today <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna celebrate yes and my local uh the 10 bells pub um i'm based in sort of central east london uh is open for takeaway beers from midday so actually it's already been open for an hour john so i better after this i'm gonna head off there and have myself a celebratory pint outside socially distanced complying with the rules love it jess love it uh what I, I I already know this, like, because, you know, every one of the guys that I'm working with, I am going, uh, you guys are going to be on this week on the on the podcast, and I know your backstories, but I'm asking you all the same. When did you know you wanted to be in this business? <laughs> I've probably always wanted to be in the business uh, ever since a little kid and doing drama all through school and doing weekend classes, but wanting to be in the business and then actually making the step to be in the business, particularly for me, I think is an entirely different question, story. Um, so I have been a lawyer for 10 years, effectively say, sod this, I want to pursue my dreams, which for whatever reason, money, practical concerns, I went off and got myself a, a sensible degree, did a carry on I did carry on doing a bit of drama at uni, but then, yeah, just kind of went down a kind of sensible path. I, I don't even know sort of the reasons now. It's all a bit of a haze and a blur. But um, yeah, last few years got into the amateur drama scene in London, which is brilliant. There's such amazing, there's professional people. There's just some wonderful, both mu- both musical theatre and 
um, straight drama, um, one society in particular, CEDOS, I forget what it stands for now, but they're based in the city. So that was right near where I was working. They do incredible stuff. Um, and they have lots of goodwill, lots of investment. So they um, wonderful rehearsal space right by Moorgate. Um, and yeah, and I did, I'd been doing some musical theater classes and some other bits and bobs, but I did a play there a few years ago, Our Country's Good, Tim Blake Wurtenbaker. And that was the play that I had done when I was 17, 18 in A-level drama um, for an exam or whatever. And, and, and I basically got the role in the CEDOS production, the same one that I did when I was a kid, Liz Morden. And basically it was an amazing show, um, amazing cast members that I've um, maintained friendships with. Um, and off the back of that, it was a bit, as um, cheesy as it sounds, very much a wake-up call. And yeah, it took me an hour to kind of, I got out of um, my crazy law job, which where I was working all the time and didn't really have time to think about whether you were fulfilled or not. Um, I was just, yeah, doing my thing. Left that, went to a, a smaller, more chilled law firm thinking, oh, this will give me time and headspace and maybe just doing the Amdram thing will be enough. And it was to for a bit but then yeah I just thought screw it I'm gonna apply for a master's and see what happens and yeah when I got into Mountview that was kind of um another sort of kind of full circle moment so in addition to the kind of Liz Morden our country is good um getting into Mountview um it's a drama school that used to be based up in North London and now based in South London and Peckham but they were based back in back in a few years ago they were based up in Wood Green which is near where I grew yeah. up and I went to Saturday classes at Mountview when I was 14, 15 years old for quite a few years, musical theatre and um, and straight drama. And so I, it was again, it was a kind of like, oh, my gosh, it's a sign. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's and I just thought, oh, I'm not getting any. I'm definitely not getting any younger. And I just thought this is, um, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And that was, um, yeah, about this time last year, I found out I got in the Monday after um, <laughs> on my way back from Glastonbury Festival. <laughs> So, brilliant yeah. so um, feeling a bit so tired it, really. a bit a bit kind of weary yeah uh, yeah my decision making wasn't going on on the monday I, I i let it sink in for a bit and then i was on holiday because you're basically week. like i'm done with this law stuff i'm done being a lawyer and acting in a courtroom yeah. mm. <laughs> i want to be on a yeah, bigger exactly. stage it gives, yeah i mean i'm a sort of like i'm I, I think for kind of US audiences, I'm a, sort of in the UK, I'm the, probably the equivalent sort of, not not quite a trial attorney, because they're like the barristers in the UK. Yeah. I am a solicitor, but there's definitely a bit of, um like I, a bit of advocacy that goes on. So I do kind of get up and talk a bit in um in court courts and stuff. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't enough. It really wasn't enough. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So you, it sounds like you had some real... Uh, inspiration growing up and um, so I would like I ask everybody who inspired you then to get into theatre and who is it that inspires you now? So to get into theatre um, like no one in my family are into so I, I come from my dad was in sales um, and my mum and grandma and aunt were nurses so um, it was just I just loved doing in school and a few of my friends we did it and we, we didn't have like there weren't massive school productions or anything we just did kind of GCSE and A-level and then we went down to some Saturday classes um North London Performing Arts Centre I think they're probably still going yeah 
um, few Saturday classes there and again with Mountain View, but that was all we really did. Um, so I didn't do National Youth Theatre, so I wasn't really aware of it, um, which feels a bit silly now, particularly because I was in London, but I just loved it. So, and then I loved, I watched a lot of, I mean, I read quite a bit, but I was a bit of a TV film nut growing up as a kid. So I just love watching performances and going to the cinema. It's still my thing to just watch. Um, I know I should watch a lot of kind of interesting, super important films, but often when I just need a kind of escape, I watch, I stick on like my fantasy films and like yeah. the good hearted stuff. Cause that's just what it is kind of yeah. to get lost in stories. Um, so yeah, growing up, I don't know. It must've just been what, what I absorbed just generally. Um, and now, I don't know, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I'm always drawn, I think I'm in my head, I'm like already 60 years old. I'm not, I'm not, I'm only in my 30s. <laughs> um, but in my head, I'm always drawn to like the great dames, British dames, of course, yeah. um, like um, Judy Dent and, mm -hmm. and Maggie and the Maggie Smiths and Maggie Smith, who I saw at the Bridge Theatre doing her, the one woman show, A German Life. And yeah. that was just she came out on stage even before the lights went up I was just in the third row sobbing my eyes out because it was Maggie Smith so just watching them on screen and stage um but others like I, I like massively fangirling over, as the entire world is over Olivia Coleman she's yeah. just you know starting out in com comedy with Peep Show and then moving into into crime dramas, night manager, um, broadshirts, and now like, you know, she's doing everything. And she's wonderful. I'm massively fangirling over Ruth Wilson at the moment, having been to watch The Affair and um, nearly finishing Luther. So just those wonderful kind of actresses that are just, just playing these, or, or well, who have so much range, but yeah. I love, you know, the ones that play these strong, strong, fierce yeah. um, women. Yeah. Excellent. Um, what do your I mean, you just talked about family and then no one in your family really is theater uh, focused in nurses and things like that, which um, uh, seems like a more traditional route into employment uh, as is law. Um, but what do your family think of your choice and what, what you are doing now? Um, oh, I do my own thing. They're, they're, they're pretty chilled out. So it's my mom and I've got an older sister and a younger sister. And yeah, we all do our own things. I'm, I'm not, um, yeah, because I'm not a kid anymore. Um, I've been doing my own thing for a decade now. So I think my mum is just happy for me to be happy. Um, yeah, that's, that's it great. really. I'm not, um, yeah, well, I mean, we're close, but not, yeah, I often, yeah. <laughs> do my own thing a bit. Um, yeah. That's that's good. Listen, I it's so funny to hear the range of answers on this because some people are like, oh my, they're so proud. My mom comes to see it, and there's somebody like they don't understand it at all, you know. And it's there's a, and it's the whole range of answers in that in that kind of um, well, as as it should be. We're all we're all different, you know. We're all we have you know different, of course, different families and different life choices and everything else that that kind of inform who we are and get us out of the house anyway um uh you are definitely multi-skilled there are a lot of things that you say you've done you've also been working on yourself from a teenage years you know uh, perspective so having been going to drama classes on weekends as a teenager 
you know, going into law, you, you've attained many, many skills over your years. And how important do you think that is as an actor to have those skills in your, uh, in, you know, in your bag? Yeah, super important. Um, I definitely don't think actors need to have 10 years of law behind them by any stretch. <laughs> <laughs> probably, um, it probably is not the way to go because I wasn't as rigid as I thought I might be getting into a movement class and having to roll around when I've spent 10 years at a desk. But I think definitely um, I-, I was a little bit stiff to begin with. Um, but I think, I think it's super important, like just from a kind of um, having worked in or any environment, but particularly kind of high pressure, kind of like a kind of international law firm where I was to learn now is how it, the, there's, who was it? Um, so I just joined a Q&A with um, Lucien Massimatti and, and who was it? He had a quote where, where an actor told him it was sh- it, the show business and there's a massive business side of this is an industry, which you can work on your craft and, and everything, but the business side and actually you know, and just meeting people, getting emails out, um, following what's going on, keeping on top of like your spotlight profile, all yeah. those um, things, which requires just kind of like organizational skills, communication. Um, and then even when you get into like the rehearsal room, just stuff like timekeeping, teamworking, again, kind of communication. And like, that's even before you get up and do any acting, like mm. just to know how to sort of be a kind of down to earth functioning, person that can work with others that's used to working with lots of different people um yeah I think acting is the craft and the talent is super important but and this is what I'll I'll tell myself as as the reasons why it was all for a reason and I've been on this path and acquired all these transferable skills but I think there is a lot of merit in yeah you can act but you've also got to do the business side of it and be someone that's really nice to be having the room and that you know if, if your agent or whoever I, I'm guessing I'm guessing I'm not I'm not here yet but you know if if a casting director or whoever calls you up for an audition you you know answer that email promptly mm. don't wait hours and that's like that was always a thing when I was a lawyer like you know just be a kind of effective communicator and I think that's probably well, you, go quite a long way yeah you've got to use your your common sense when it comes to communication in this industry. If it's a casting director who you got to, th- if she's asking availability or if they say, you know, you got to get back to them because they're trying to fill slots. Their days are so rammed. You know, if it's something, if it's a general request that can happen, that can wait till the end of the day, then let it wait till the end of the day. There is a sure. real way to play this game of, of show business. And Lucian's, you know, he is, he is, you know, legendary. Um, he just, he gets it. Um, and uh, he's worked his ass off to get it as well. Um, so listen to him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the 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 five of us or the six of us, the, your, your four compatriots and I will we'll go through a lot of this stuff. I can't wait to, to, to kind of go through that stuff with you guys. But um, I've, because I have learned through failing and learned how not to do it so many times and so quickly and and over time as well so it's horrible to kind of not get it slowly it's better to not get it quickly (laughs) for sure um i'm gonna move on to asking you the next question i ask everybody and i kind of know this but 
And depending on where you sit in the week, people will have heard how your compatriots and colleagues at Mount View, the uh, MA acting um, strand will get, how are you spending your days? So <laughs> <laughs> um, now we've just, as I, as, I, as I mentioned, we've just finished our last assessed component with Mount View. So that was the showreel element, which sadly, because of, the situation has had to be effectively a, a self-tape duologue. So we've just finished that. So that was a sort of two-week module. But so in amongst that, we've been doing all the Mount View kind of lots of, there's been lots of work for the Mount View side of things. We've had creative projects, we've had showcase thing that went out and, then, and now show reel and talks and stuff. But what I've been trying to do, and this is why I'm always trying to look for the silver lining of things. I've just been trying to use this time um, to try and absorb as much as I can about the industry, like joining Q and A's on Instagram and Spotlight and listening to casting directors, agents, actors, playwrights. And so absorbing information, but also kind of researching um, about the industry. Um, I'm just trying to be a bit more armed with information and inspiration um for when the time comes hopefully when auditions and castings start up again because uh, I think had we been back at Mountview while I, I obviously wish we had been and I can't wait to get back in a room with people there would have been other stuff going on and actually to have this time and particularly when a lot of the people in the industry are wonderfully putting out so much content that is free and accessible for us to absorb to try and absorb as much of that as I can um from a kind of yeah industry knowledge perspective and a kind of skill I've been meaning to like do lots of my skills development like today this afternoon I'm gonna work on my Irish accent because it's <laughs> crap at the moment and I've got red hair so I'm like oh it's an obvious <laughs> casting thing so I've got to nail my Irish and Scottish accent so yeah. yeah that kind of so there's kind of that stuff um all the kind of right I want to add that skill to my profile yeah um but little by little by little I think um, and just trying to keep happy and sane and healthy. Um, or was it someone said, casting director said yesterday that you do your best work when you're happiest in yourself. Everyone should just give themselves a break at this time. And yes, you can work on your self-taping skills, do all this. But actually, if you can just get yourself to a happy, healthy place, then when the industry starts up again, which it will, you'll that'll you'll be then be in a much better position than had you grilled yourself trying to work on thousands of skills your technical skills and ability and actually you could be stressed and not be in a good place um mentally in your mind and heart so yeah I think it's a balance um yeah which I've been trying to keep but it's up and down it it's, changes listen, it's up and down. hour to hour you know I've had I've had a horror last week was a horrible week Jess I'm not gonna lie like I you know on <clears throat> on my podcast I, I don't care like you can judge me for being you know, uh, completely honest, but I've been, I was absolutely horribly low last week. You know, I have suffered depression in the past, um, you know, and medicated, which I, I'm not on now, but um, I can, I can get there. And last week was a horrible week, but being able to see it, acknowledge it, accept it and kind of go, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. It's gonna pass. Just get through it. And and by but it was it was a proper started on Sunday and ended on Saturday funk, which I haven't had for yeah, a long time. Was, and it was scary. 
Um, but, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, yeah. whoever the casting director was that you were listening to is, was absolutely right. And, you know, if you're not mentally fit to go back to work, it's going to be very difficult to step on a set or a stage. M- more likely it will be a set um, to begin with. In, in the right frame of mind to get out of the way of yourself, to trust your fellow actors and to mm. um, accept the hard work and the emotional stress and anxiety that that opening yourself up to criticism and subjectivity you know when it comes to being directing notes you've got to be mentally prepared for that um yeah yeah so okay um you you do musicals then you, uh, yes I've been you know you you've, you've said that you like a bit of musical I'm I'm, I'm getting that okay if th- listen these questions Jess are asked to everybody that are on the Take Your Bow podcast so uh, this is uh, the last one before we get into our quick fire questions now if you had only one cast album that you could self isolate with that's it one what would that cast album be Hades Town you're not the only person that has said Hades Town. I loved Hades Town. Brilliant. And I loved it. So I went and saw it twice nice. in the space of like a week. Yeah. So in the interval of the first act, because I knew it was the final week and I was, I think I'd had a few glasses of wine, but I was <laughs> like, I need to see this again immediately. And I can't, I'm not going to get to New York and <clears> I don't know if I'll ever come back. And so I then was having another glass of wine during the interval being like, I've got to buy tickets again for next week. And um, yeah, and they were obscenely, expensive and I, I put it on my credit card or whatever and I was just like oh, oh I've got to buy them um which is ridiculous but it was that good it was just wonderful um yeah and it's just fun it's a great it's music really, it's really, great music it's insane yeah, and it's like a piece of yeah art um but that's quite yeah I was trying to think of you only get like, one great you only get one Do I only get one? You only oh, get one okay <laughs> Not going to let you have another one. Um, okay, so we're going to uh, end this podcast with some quick fire questions. Um, and there are uh, no wrong answers. It's just an either this or that. So th- it's not, no one's going to judge you. Well, I'm not uh, for, <laughs> for answering the way that you do. But let's just, um, let's see how we get on, shall we? There's 10 quick questions should take no more than a minute. Shall we do it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Movies or theater? To watch movies, for sure. To act theater. Okay. Twitter or Instagram? Because I'm not acting in movies yet. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? <laughs> might be differently. <laughs> I can't work either. I'm I'm terrible at both. Um, but probably Instagram. Okay. I like pretty pictures. <laughs> Tom Stoppard or William Shakespeare? Shakespeare. Broadway or West End? West End, because I've never been to Broadway. You got to get, we'll get there when it reopens. Clotted cream or jam first? Cream, of course. I I am a cream first. So many jam first people out there. I'm a cream first. Really weird. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Probably Prime because it's got a movie selection. Okay. Like better new releases. Cinderella or Snow White? God, neither. Um, Cinderella. Okay. I, I don't know why. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, what do they call the, the, the tests when you get the ink tests, the Roche, something like that. Anyway, uh, uh, where do we get to? Wicked or Les Mis? Les Mis? Okay. Yeah. Dogs or cats? 
dogs, but I do have a cat. So sorry, Stella, who's sleeping in the background over there. Oh, my, I have a dog, Hero, and she's not well today. She's ill. Oh, sorry, Hero. Yeah, Hero. Uh, and last one, Stephen Sondheim or Lin-Manuel Miranda? Sondheim, sorry. But I love them both. But I Sondheim. love them both. I don't think Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda would be upset with you saying yeah, Sondheim. he needs a few more years, okay. like to build up his, you know, yeah, <laughs> his <laughs> unimpressive catalog. Can <laughs> I just die now? The few. So, uh, do you do you are you on Instagram or any socials whatsoever? Uh, do you yes. do you do the Facebook? So, how recently, do how do people find you? So I'm Jessica Dawes on Twitter. I believe that is my name. I think it is just Jessica Dawes Act. Yeah. on Twitter as a newbie. I believe my Instagram handle at the moment is, there's a story behind it, but it's scurvy underscore fox. Um, and I'll, John, I'll have to tell you why it's scurvy fox another time. Because, um, it involves a singing drunken monologue that I don't remember leaving voice noted on my friend's phone. It involved pirates. It was an entire sketch. Oh my God, um, fantastic. I sung a song as a character I started to become and she's now known as the scurvy fox and sometimes she comes out at night um and sometimes i don't remember what what she did the night before well you know they say you gotta write your own work sometimes i'd like to see the scurvy fox on stage jess i, I mean it is frightening i mean i will send it to you but you have to promise you only listen to it after I will delete maybe it. a couple of whiskeys <laughs> to be it and like put on, put on pirates of the caribbean music in the background absolutely there was there were reasons okay. there were reasons i'm right. i <laughs> I'm intrigued. Listen, um, Jess, thank you so much uh, for 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 coming on today, for being honest, for saying like your story is fantastic, and um, looking forward to. As I'm telling everybody, I cannot wait to get together in London uh, over a coffee and just really shoot the shit and and have a, a good time and yeah. meet in person because it's really weird, kind of having met you on online having kind of spoken online networking online doing this we've got some classes to do like i've i've never done this before in my life um where i have built a relationship up having never met somebody <laughs> we could be real friends in real life we could be real friends in real life and you know <laughs> awesome. hold me hold me dog <laughs> have a great great day Thanks for having me. Jessica Dawes, acting student on the Acting MA course at Mount View Academy of Theatre Arts. Keep listening this week to hear some more students from Mount View that are continuing their course virtually, online, in London, and far, far beyond. If you'd like to take your bow, get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms at Curtain Call or email me at john at curtaincallonline.com. We all need a little bit of inspiration and happiness these days, and hopefully today's chat gave you just that. Join us tomorrow when another student at Mount View will be taking us through their story and also taking their bow. Bye. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. 
Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 